This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. Sona, how's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> Hello, my name is Paul Rubens, a.k.a. You-Know-Who, the artist formerly known as Prince. And I want to say right now at this very moment that I feel fantastic about being That's so friend. sweet. Do I you do. really? I really do. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and lose, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends Hello there and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, another installment of the podcast, uh, which is, it's been a lot of fun. It really has been, what? I'm so, every time you start, you're just like, I'm, uh, I'm having a really great time. Just I'm a chill a, podcast, bro. Yeah, just talking to a lot of okay. people. Start, I'm sorry, I'm not criticizing. No, I'm gonna start again. I'll do it. No, but you know. Yeah, it's cool. I get it. <laughs> hey there and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. This is a top-notch podcast. <laughs> if, you, if you're looking for a podcast, don't waste time dicking around with those other audio shows, as they're called in the industry. <laughs> no one calls them that. <laughs> you want Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, we get right to the heart of the matter. We're not screwing around on this podcast. Well, this is a juggernaut. No, does people say juggernaut anymore? Yeah, but we screw around a lot. You're tr that's true. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I, uh, I think we are a ruthless podcast. We're a machine. <laughs> We're a death machine. <laughs> we get out there and we just, we cast that pod like no one. <laughs> I'm sick of all this humble, you know, hey, welcome to Conan Brandy's Friend. Uh, you know, I just have a good time, and you know, who knew, and all that. Well, I always knew this thing is built to destroy and eat galaxies. 
This podcast absorbs the light around it and turns it into dark energy <laughs> that will fuel more death-eating machines. That's why I'm going to start describing this podcast. Okay. No more of that humble Conan. This is the new Conan. <laughs> How are you, Sona? Humble Conan. Yeah. Okay. The one who compares himself to Mozart. Well, <laughs> just in my musical ability. That's all. Gorley, you're joining us as well. Yeah, I'm fucking charged at this new podcast energy, This man. is the new energy. Yeah. I'm sick of this. You know, uh, welcome mm. to Conan Brandy's a friend, and, you know, having a good time, but who knew? And it's just kind of nice. <laughs> no. This is oh the God. Death Star of podcasts. Yeah, that noise screams Death Star. <laughs> yeah, you're really intimidating. You're so scary sometimes. That uh, this podcast, it blows up worlds. Yeah. Blows them up by yeah. shooting that tr- weird triangular laser beam that yeah. came out of that Death Star. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm kyber a- crystal, Ray. What? What's that? That's made from kyber crystals. What? Don't do that. Well, yeah, we're, we're a real cool podcast. It's true. It's true. I, I mean, it's just a We're fact. talking about the new movie Star Wars. <laughs> If you're just tuning in, the pretenders have hit the charts again. <laughs> and we're all excited about Joni Loves Chachi. <laughs> Up to the date. Wow, what a death-eating podcast yeah. we've got here. What a death star of a podcast. Yeah, let's fuck it up. Hey. Yeah. Star Wars references. Yeah, we got it going. Mm. Elvis has days to live. <laughs> it's August 1977. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Wasn't Jaws good last year? <laughs> Look, someone's going to tune in. Oh, someone's going to listen and then and then write us and say, incorrect, mm, 75. 75. True, but still a juggernaut in 76. <sighs> anyway, um, uh, wow. You've said juggernaut twice. I'm yeah. going to start saying juggernaut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's so right, because you, you say jiff. I say jiff. Yeah. I like a soft G. Yeah. Uh, and Am I so, Matt Jorley? Yeah. <laughs> to me, you're always, oh. you've always been Matt Jorley. No. Yeah. Uh. It's true. Um, I just put a penny in the slot and I got a nice jumball that I chewed up. No, no good. That was a good sound effect. (laughs) Real Death Star. (laughs) 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 This is like a little squirrel. Oh, is it true that I make sound effects when you eat, Sona? Well, no. What you're you do this? Whenever you take a bite, I go chomp. Yeah, when you you take a bite. Yeah, women don't like when I do that. They no. take a bite and they go, chomp! <laughs> it makes them very self-conscious about their eating. Yeah. I used to think uh, that would uh, get me a date. It turned out not to be true. Oh, okay. I was single should, for many years. You should go opposite of your instincts. I used to, <laughs> when I was a dating man way back in the day, uh, I, you know, when I, I wouldn't even know. When I was a dating man. <laughs> when I was a dating fellow, when mother would let me out on a date. <laughs> mother, I'm off. You'll be home soon! <laughs> I don't want you running off with that hua. Mother, please. Please, mother. I just want to take Esmeralda out for some guacamole. But anyway, I used to, uh, when, whenever my date would take a bite, I'd go, chomp. Oh, God. And then they would say, I'm out of here. Yeah. Didn't you yeah. tell me that when you went out with Liza, you were doing your murderer bit where you tell call people murderer yeah when I when I went on my first real date with my wife I was it wasn't just that I, I mutter a lot yeah. and I yeah. like Popeye and I was doing it to see uh, 
if she's going to like me, we might as well find out now. Yeah. Mm. So the cabbie was saying, which way do you want to go? And I'm like, well, I'll tell you where to go. Oh, my God. And I was doing all my little voices and weird things that I do. And she thought, oh, uh, he's insane. <laughs> he's and insane. She's right. <laughs> but then she, but I said, if I thought, and I think wisely, if she can clear that hurdle, which she did, mm. uh, then, then we're golden. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And uh, we've uh, been married now 17 years. Hmm. There was a, a six-year period there where she moved out yep. uh, and refused to speak to me. I don't blame she her. She said I was uh, an awful man, but mm-hmm. then she moved back in. So we're oh, good. Okay. Anyway, this is neither here nor there. We got people to interview <laughs> and one person in particular today because this podcast is not just us. Yeah. It's also the wonderful people who come on the program, and we have a, a fantastic guest today. My guest today is Beloved. He's the creator of the iconic character Pee Wee Herman. Uh, he starred in the television series Pee Wee's Playhouse and the hilarious film Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He is currently touring cities across the country on the Pee Wee's Big Adventure 35th anniversary tour. I can't believe it's been 35 years and what a hilarious movie. We're very excited. He's with us today. Paul Rubens is here. Hey, Paul. You showed up, and the first thing you did was demand hand sanitizer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said that you were petrified of catching a cold. Well, it's flu season, I want to remind you. That's very good. It's, you suddenly were doing a public service announcement. Well, I mean, I'm kind of a walking public service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean— And also, can I just say this? You applied it on your hands, I think, for a full 10 minutes. Liber- liberally. Liberally. And can other, other people jump in if I'm telling yeah. the truth? You no, were still you, you, and, and you rubbed your hands— hands for a long time as if you were not sanitizing your hands, but planning world domination. I want to just say that I thought the hand sanitizer thing was off limits, but apparently no, not. Nothing's I, off limits here. Okay. This podcast is on the edge. Wow. You like that? Yeah. Okay. Being as edgy as I am. Yeah. As edgy. Oh, Zedgy. Very nice. You imp. Yeah. You impish imp. Yeah. Who doesn't love you? I mean, you're seriously, know. you're- You know, I wake up feeling that in the morning. When I get up, I'm like, who doesn't love me? And then, you know, all day long, I'm reminded of all the people who don't love oh, me. Oh, okay. Well, just so, start, try and take that good feel in the morning and then stretch that out for the whole day. Speaking to public service announcements. There you the go. Way, yeah, we should all feel better about ourselves. This should. message we, brought to you. We really should. When I first started watching Pee Wee's Playhouse, my thought was, how did this get on TV? At that time, many of the people who were in, in charge of children's programming were severe alcoholics. <laughs> And I had no idea what it was. They just say, I mean, you must I'm be just tr- kidding. If Judy, if you're listening, I'm just joking. And Judy, Seriously. you know who you are. Yes, she does. Um, and she's is- absolutely, I think, a teetotaler. So. Yeah, and please. She took it as a joke. We're talking about Dame Judy Dench, are we not? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Used to be head of CBS Children's Programming. But anyway. Not to name drop. Yeah. CBS. Pl- yeah, wow. Nice. <laughs> That's a real network. Yeah, it um, is. Uh, 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 I. That's the noise I make to Phil when I don't know what to say next. I Listen love this. that noise, and I'm going to copy that. <laughs> Did they really not know what was going on? Because it was such a such a strange show, and still remains a brilliantly strange and innovative show. But in those times, did they not know what this was? You know. I don't. I don't have any idea what they knew. 
Did they give you notes on the show? Did you they know, say things they like... They gave me very few notes. The first note we ever got, we maybe got four notes in five years. And the first note I ever got, which, by the way, just uh, is the first thing in the, in the very first episode. So it was a note I didn't follow. But they said, um, you can't stick pencils in potatoes. What? I think because it was dangerous or it was a weapon or whatever. Right. And I said, why? And they went, okay, you can. <laughs> so I think they just said it because they wanted a note and they didn't have a reason, so they let me do it. And it's the first thing we did, as I just mentioned. There, um, there, uh, <laughs> I have found over the years, many years in television, um, thank you. Uh, I'm glad you like my work. I'm filling in stuff that you could be saying, but uh, that's ridiculous. Please, Paul, I'm just a person, just not a guy. Well, gosh, I mean, I'd have to be really quick, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. So, whatever. They have this thing called waiting a beat. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's no time. I'm not going to live long. All right. Well, I hope that's wrong. I really, sincerely, hope that that's wrong. I have a diet very high in saturated fats. Um, I have found in my years of television that they often give notes because they have to give notes. Now, sometimes they give really good notes, and I've had many good notes in my career, but I've also had them say things where it's clear they're getting a paycheck, they need to say something, and so they they desperately say something. Like, no corn on the cob can never be mentioned. Never mention corn on the cob. And you don't know what they're talking about. And they say no, it. I know who gave, I know, that's, I have had that same note. That's you had the corn, the on, the corn the, on the cob girl. <laughs> yes. She gives that note to every single. Shailene. Shailene, the corn on the cob girl, yes. always gives that note. That is a She's been giving that note, note. Yeah. for over 75 years uh-huh. and started in radio. So somebody outsmarted her and took the corn off the cob before they saw her. I love she it. She had nowhere to go. I love it. <laughs> This is going to go all over the place because that's my style. I'll be the judge of that, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. Go ahead. I love the fact that maybe once or twice a year, my phone will light up. It'll be either on my birthday or uh, it'll be on Halloween. And you'll send me the nicest little gifts and animations on my phone. And on my birthday, you bombard my phone and I've shown it to you, Sona. Uh-huh. My, my it phone happened be, on this podcast. It happened on this. That's right. It yeah. happened on the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that was um, Halloween. Yeah. It I mean, was Halloween. And you cannot imagine how many people have told me about it. Right. Like, I didn't know. You know, like when people go like, remember when you sent Conan a GIF? Or yeah. A GIF? A GIF? Don't say GIF. Well. Sona, tell him how it's pronounced. I think it's technically pronounced GIF. Did you just take his side? I'm sorry. Sona, whenever I turn to you and I say, (laughs) can you please tell celebrity guest what the real deal is, always think of what I said and then make sure it lines up with what I said. Let's go to the Urban Dictionary. Paul, it's pronounced a gift. They would know. I think it's actually either one. Either one you like. Well, I don't want to get... It's it's been a long time since I've been that angry and I apologize. (laughs) I flew off the handle. But it was... We were here. We were shooting a podcast, taping a podcast, whatever the kids say. And my phone makes like a little vibrating sound because I'm kind enough to turn off the, the noise. And I look, and there's a dancing animated skeleton wishing me a happy Halloween, and it's from you. But the really impressive thing is on my birthday, you do it all day long. You start early in the morning, and you go all day. And I am such a child. I go up to people, and I go, look what Paul Rubin sent me. And it's a gif that anyone can send. 
but I'm so delighted that it came from you. And it's always this great 1930s, 1940s animation. Uh, and it's, you know, happy birthday stuff. It's really fun. I like it myself. I'm happy to, I, and I do it all day long, like you just said. I'm mean, just going to repeat what you just said. I know, but, but what I'm curious about is on why? that day, on my birthday, April 18th, everybody. When is it? April 18th. So you haven't had it yet this year. No. In 2020. Is yeah. this 2020? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know when this is going to air, but I think it's going to air before April. But I'm going to tell you this. On April 18th, and please, if you have to get me a gift, you know. I'm getting you a gift, not a gift. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> gifts. Quite a few, as you just mentioned, to all your readers. I mean, your listeners. They're readers. This is put out as a magazine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> this is. We're doing this. We tape it. And then we have a very nice person here at the show who types it out in a stenography pool and then uh, sends it off. And it's distributed as a magazine. It does very poorly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very bad idea. We lose a lot of money on it. The point is this. You clearly spent your whole day thinking, I got to send Conan some more. I got to send Conan some more. And that meant that I was on your mind all day on my birthday. You know what's really on my mind on, on your birthday and many other people's birthdays? You wouldn't know, so I'm going to tell you. It, I'm... This is so weird because I do it anyway, but I'm like kind of paranoid that I'm overdoing it, which I am overdoing it, obviously. It's funny but how you I kind of it, yeah. like think, you know, is so-and-so, is Conan going like, oh my God, like, will he stop? I mean, and I think like, you're not in a position to really like rain on my parade in this particular kind of thing. You can't like text me. I mean, you could, but you you, you would be... If I said stop yeah, sending me happy dancing birthday yeah, cakes, stop then I'm a jerk. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, <laughs> like I'm kind of like I, I'm. Oh, there's an edge of cruelty to it. Well, there, <laughs> no, there's an edge of like schizophrenia about it because I'm, I'm really literally going, wow, should I do it again? You know, is, is, you know, what time is it? Is it dinner time? And then I think like, <laughs> yeah, send. Right. Send, send. You did it right up until almost midnight, just before midnight. You squeezed one in under the wire. I wasn't sure where you were either. Oh, I, you know, I do go past midnight also sometimes thinking like, if you're still up, it's still your birthday. That's my thought on it. Right. I mean, maybe your readers want to like chime in on that and say <laughs> they don't agree with that kind of a thing, or they pronounce it Jeff. No, it's Jeff. <laughs> I think it's GIF. I go with GIF. And you know what? I'm just going to put that out there in the universe. I'm going with GIF, and let's all agree on GIF, okay? Mm. No, I make noises here. Oh. You, I can't believe you're making my noise over there. I I thought I changed it up a you little. You did change it. Yours is less desperate than mine's. More of got a milky. Yours had yours was drier. Mine was like a little uh, flavor of early Jerry. That would be Jerry Orbach. Uh, Jerry Herman. Yeah. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yeah, I don't know why I'm bringing Jerry Lewis up. Well, first of all, I'm going to notice that many of your references today date from the 40s and 50s, um, the 1940s and 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to make references from the 2040s and 50s because I see well into, into the, future. the future. Yes, I do. But we'll get there. Mine are all really old references, as you just said. You know, because I've, I've noticed that you love old show business, and I know that as a kid— I mean, your first love was the circus. You wanted to join the circus. I did. You did yes. join the circus or you did want to? I did want to. Yeah. And I did join. No, I didn't join. What it. would you have done in the circus? Was there I was a, just practicing just like, yes, one line, you know, one word answers just for just one second. I won't do it again. Okay. No. And do you like that? Yes. And you did murder. 
<laughs> but you thought about joining the circus. So you loved old time show business. You know what? We, we moved when I was a little kid around fifth grade, fourth grade, we moved to Sarasota, Florida from upstate New York. And Sarasota at that time was the winter headquarters of the Ringling Brothers Circus. Right. And so it, to me, I already was obsessed with show business and wanting to be an actor and perform. Right. And so when I got to Florida and you could walk in the supermarket and, and go circus, 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 normal person, circus performer, regular person, circus performer, I was so excited by that. And I kind of thought this is as close, I'm, th- I may never get closer than this in terms of show business. So I kind of panicked a little bit and thought, you know, maybe you should figure out what you could do in the circus if you don't actually ever get to Hollywood or New York. Because when I was even younger, when we lived in upstate New York, I would sit on the floor watching I Love Lucy or watching my dad watch like Phil Silver's show, right, Sergeant right. Bilko. And I would watch my dad laughing at that, or I would be watching Lucille Ball and laughing my head off and thinking like, I would look around and I'd be like, this can't be my real life. Like, these can't be my real parents. And like, you know. I've got to get into this somehow. Yeah, how am I ever going to get out of Oni onto New York and get to Hollywood? This would be when I would be like four years old. Yeah, but you took it a step further. You actually tried to get jobs. Didn't you like write Walt Disney a letter? I did write Walt Disney. Boy, you know a lot of stuff. I wrote Walt Disney a letter. I waited by the mailbox for months for an answer. Mm-hmm. The letter came with a recording. I recorded a song and sent it to Walt Disney also. And it was on a reel-to-reel tape. And it was me singing Haley Mills' song, Let's Get Together, mm-hmm. from The Parent Trap. Mm-hmm. And my letter was like, Dear Mr. Disney, I am so much better than Kevin Corcoran. He was like Moochie. He was the kid who was in every Disney. You you wrote a letter that said, hey, that guy who's your Disney star, I'm better than him. Yes. You should see me, Mr. Disney, because I am so way better than this other kid. That's incredible. Yeah. And and, and, and then, you, of course, you enclose the tape of you singing. Mm-hmm. And you get a letter back from Walt, from Walt Disney. No. Oh, no, I wouldn't say that part. No, no, I waited every day by the mailbox, and nothing ever came. Maybe he passed away around then. It's possible that— You know, he he actually—I checked to make sure that he was still alive each day. They said the day he died, he opened a letter and got really mad (laughs) and then dropped dead. That's a true story. They said he opened a letter, uh, a recording fell out. Uh, Walt Disney. He was listened in, to my recording Walt, and dropped it. No, no, no. And Walt Disney was enraged at the effrontery that someone said, I'm so much better than who you've got— he said, what child would have the nerve? And then he just dropped. That's what I've always been I know told. the answer to that, too. I'll tell you what child would have the nerve, and that would be Kevin Corcoran's sister, Noreen Corcoran, oh, who man. was also a child actress. She was older than him, and she was the daughter. You know, maybe some of your listeners right now could get out their, their smartphones and look up Noreen Corcoran. Noreen Corcoran. IMDB or wherever you look. Yeah, if you're driving, up. don't do that. Uh, and also, it's a reference that even the phone will probably blow up. Um, make and sure probably you, no one cares really except well, me, but I care so deeply. You about care very deeply that, about Noreen Corcoran. Noreen, if you're listening right now, 
Good luck, because you would. I think she's passed away, but no, she probably hasn't. She <laughs> oh probably hasn't. Well, you're a terrible. Uh oh, there you go, right there. Maureen Corcoran. What? She was the daughter on. She did pass away. Yeah. <laughs> she passed away today. No, not really. <laughs> today. She passed away quite a uh, quite a while. Well, this ago. is just a downer all the way around, and <laughs> a terrible moment for podcasting. I just want to say. What date is today? Uh, well, we never get. Oh, the, we can't say. But she no, you died on what I think might be today. Seriously, I'm not what? kidding you. Is that today, State? January fifteenth. Was that yesterday? What's today? Today's the seventeenth. Wait, you managed to bring up this woman ago. who nobody listening knows about, and then we check into her and we find out that she died on the day that we're recording this podcast. Don't forget, Noreen. I forgot her name already. Oh, Corcoran. for God's sake, you Noreen just said Corcoran it. sent you. It's like a large Marge sent you kind of story. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget the first time I met Noreen Corcoran. on a night just like this. <laughs> I knew everything about every child star at the time. And so Haley Mills was my all-time obsession. Haley you Mills. desperately wanted to be a child star, and you were angry at the existing child stars because you thought you were better. Mm -hmm. Did you, be honest, demonstrably have better skills than they did at the time? Absolutely. I mean, I wish there was someone around who could back that up, but, you know, there isn't. Could you dance? I mean, I wanted to be uh, in, an entertainer when I was a kid, and I made my parents get me tap dancing lessons. Oh, my God. Because I thought... And this is like the 1970s. I thought that you needed to know how to tap dance to be in show business because the only movies you they, did, yes, at, at, some, at one point. But no, not in, the in the 30s, the yeah, in the 1930s, right. in the 70s, you needed to know Martin Scorsese, and right. uh, you know <laughs> you needed to have a brooding, uh, you know, sort of cloud over your head. No, there was there was no. I don't know why I got that misinformation. This makes so much. Now I understand why you insist on tap dancing at all your parties. I never connected. <laughs> I make everyone. I make everyone sit. I and then they hear everyone's me. happy to do it. Seriously, yeah, they love it. They love watching you tap. You often leave halfway through. I'm noticing it's a I, forty no, minute routine. I'm just going outside to have like a you know take a deep breath. That's all <laughs> it is. It's just to collect myself because I'm so blown away by your tapping. So. um are you, to this day, do you wish you'd been a child star? Or you think, I mean, it all worked out so well yes, for you. Yes, no, I'm, when I actually finally, quote unquote, made it in mm -hmm. Hollywood, right. I was so happy that I was older, that I, you know, I was in my late 70s, I think, when that happened. <laughs> right. And I was very, very happy that I didn't make it as like a teenager or a 20 year old. It goes so badly for anyone who gets in as a child, so badly that the only example they have of it going well is Jodie Foster. Of all the hundreds and thousands of people that have been child stars, they always say, Jodie Foster turned out okay. Mm -hmm. So there's one. Everyone else uh, murders and sets fires before they're 15 years old. Is that true, Sona? I don't know. Natalie Portman? Murderer. Oh, okay. <laughs> she wasn't caught, but she's, um, yeah, she committed a series of crimes in the Pacific Northeast. Ryan Reynolds? The, no, uh, I'm thinking about Ryan Gosling. See, you Gosling. can't even do it. Gosling, Ryan yeah. Gosling Jason was in the Bateman? Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, Ryan Gosling, arsonist. Oh, uh, convicted? You said Jason J Bateman? Yeah, Jason Bateman. Have you hung out with Jason Bateman? No, I'm just It scared. didn't turn out well. Yeah. Okay. Ron Horrifying. Howard. Ron Howard uh, stole jewelry from graves. <laughs> That's a true story. 
when, uh, I, when I first met these Mark, are all true stories about uh, celebrities and don't even bother to look it up because it's just that true <laughs> and don't bother to mention it to them or their lawyers Ron, Ga- Ron Howard a grave robber I'm having dinner with Ron Howard as soon as this is over well notice <laughs> he's, he notice, doesn't know about it yet guess what notice this take a good look he'll be, he'll be wearing four watches and six rings and they'll be covered in dirt <laughs> oh my god I was at a meeting many years ago well I have two Ron Howard stories so I'd like to tell you really slowly right now. <laughs> one of them is when I first met Ron Howard it was I auditioned for um, Night Shift was that the movie with um, Michael, oh, Michael Keaton yeah. yes Michael Keaton I, I believe yes that was Michael Keaton's breakout so role I auditioned well that could have been that could have been my Rocky that um, that could have been me did you audition for Rocky as well? I did not. Okay. Um, you auditioned for Ron Howard I, for this I, for this big role, you're the role that made me made. back. You're bringing me back. You bet. I have to. Um, so uh, yes, and I I blew the whole audition. I mean, only one of many reasons I blew the audition, but the main thing is I couldn't not go as soon as I sat down to go. I gotta just tell you, Mr. Howard, I was so jealous of you when I was a kid because I and I like you know practically had to lay down and like tell my story. You like, told like, him how therapy. much you resented him as a yes. as a child actor. Yes, I did. You never probably, do I that. never told you this. No, no. But I'm just saying that what a mistake to tell him. I bitterly hated you. Uh, Hindsight when you, is twenty forty, isn't it? Like, isn't that what people say? <laughs> I would have known <laughs> I, not to do that at the time. And I think it's common I sense. I did not. I didn't know. So you told that Ron- That was my second audition. The only other audition I'd ever had for a movie before that was in The Chosen with Robbie Benson. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even say that without without laughing, but- Robbie Benson yeah. was the teen heartthrob of the that day. That could have been my Rocky. <laughs> I, don't, I think we all find the path that we're meant to find. And I'm. I read that somewhere. I think it- was on a cookie. Um, well, I later went to a meeting in a skyscraper with Ron Howard and his partner. And um, in the middle of a pitch, I reached, I was just sort of nervously reaching around behind me in, on the couch I was sitting at. And I stuck my hand in the crack of the couch and there was money in it. Like coins had fallen down. And I stopped in the middle of this pitch and practically squealed like a pig and went, <laughs> Oh my God, there's money back here. And I stood up and pulled the cushion out and started like pulling like coins out. And then I turned around and everyone in the room's mouth, jaws were dropped open. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, people were looking at me like, are you kidding me? You're the, you're a disaster. It was horrible. I made so many mistakes like that. Right. Many, many, and I'd like to tell you all 40 or 50 of them right now. I want to hear them, but first we're going to take a quick break. You know, it's only a matter of time until your check engine light comes on, which could equal an expensive repair bill, and a new engine can cost up to $6,000. Don't I know it. But this is why you need this product I'm about to mention right now. Okay. CarShield. CarShield offers plans with low monthly rates that you can pay for your expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. It's so nice to have that protection of CarShield. I know. I believe. That's my belief. Some people have other beliefs, maybe religious beliefs. I think Car Shield. Car Shield plans provide protection on up to 5,000 major parts and systems, including items like transmission, mm. engine, even your entertainment system. Mm. Just call Car Shield and choose the mechanic to do the work. Car Shield administrators will handle the rest and save you money. Look, I saw your car today. You've got a beautiful car, but you've got to haul your family around in this yeah. car. 
this is a vital piece of machinery for you. You need Car Shield. I do, and you know, I you know, I don't take care of my cars very well, so Car Shield it would definitely come in. You know, and also with their A rating from the BBB, don't ask me. Car Shield is the name you can trust to save you money on covered auto repairs. Now's the time to make the smart choice to protect yourself from the sky high auto repair bills. Visit CarShield.com/slash/conan. Save twenty percent today. Again, that's CarShield.com/slash/conan to save twenty percent. Visit carshield.com slash Conan to lock in your price today. I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And for good reason. It's an absolute hit. Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever. Okay? Okay. But lately I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly Go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do. Partner events where you can build on each other's boards and crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for. Or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level, but they did. (laughs) There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees that have fun new mini games. Plus, with tons of rewards to collect, like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the jitterbug and the Watusi. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone (laughs) cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less Filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm -hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. back good break huh? oh that was quick i feel like we didn't even have a break but we really didn't they're inserting some commercials later on oh, okay. commercials that'll earn us hundreds of dollars <gasps> okay you'll see small a small part oh, of that. 
us, huh? Yeah, us. Okay. I <laughs> share right. the wealth equally with everyone in this really? room. Really? Yes. Have points what? in this podcast? This particular one episode? I'm just, you know, Not you. You say yes right you now. Gotta, you're whatever, on, you're done. Hey, whatever change you can find here, whatever coins you can find here, you can keep, and <laughs> yeah. that is your payment. I'd just like to point out I'm not even on a couch. I'm in a, you know, what is this? It's an office chair. What do you chair. call this, a chair? <laughs> <laughs> can I just say one of the things that delighted me so much uh, in your work is the, that you would call a chair, cherry, that everything was alive. When I was a kid, I, that was my sense of humor is that everything was alive. And uh, everything ended in E. Well, it, Cherry, uh, Clocky, <laughs> everything ends with E. <laughs> but I really was the kind of kid that would put something in a go in a drawer and say, thanks, drawer. And the drawer would be like, mm, I'm just doing my part. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm still, right? I'm still like that. I still, I love a world where everything's alive. I think that's the kind of world I want to live in. I used to like that. Now I like a world where everything is dead. <laughs> Oh, my God. No, I'm just kidding. I kid because, because I'm a professional kidder. Yeah. And I, um, although you would be the judge of that better than me. I don't think so. so. I'm not trying to set you up here or myself. But I, um, I, yeah. I, uh, you seem like a kid to me that would have, just based on your sense of humor and what you came up with, that you had, uh, you would have had an active imagination and uh, worked out all these fantasies in your head when you were a kid. That you know, there are people like that. I comedians I talk to where I say, yeah, I picture them up in their room creating a whole world, you know. And then there's the other type of comedian that just angrily goes out and uh, they craft their comedy out of uh, loathing and revenge. Which one are you? I'm, I'm going to bet the first one. Hmm. Let me think about that for. 15 or 20 minutes. Um, you really don't I, understand this format, do you? No, I, <laughs> no, I was going to ask you, and then we just jumped in so fast, but the pod part of it is the part I didn't really understand. And I was going to look it up before. I, I don't know. I've been, not been doing this very long, and I don't know why they're called podcasts. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I do it. People that have put a lot of thought into podcasts uh, are enraged by my indifference. <laughs> Um, to the whole medium, but I, I, I enjoy it, but I don't know what pod means. I don't know why it's called podcast. Yeah, me neither. And I don't even really care. I mean, I'm here, right? I mean, I didn't go like, you know, unless you can explain what pod means, I'm not doing it. Okay, <laughs> just here for a free meal. Can, can I just jump in with, with, with one story I just thought of that I was trying that's to think whole, of? Like, that's the back. whole point of what we're doing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're allowed to, when you think of something that you think I would be good. just put it in a pod and you just, send it off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when I put the headphones on, they still call these headphones, right? Yeah. I call, I put the headphones on and I listen to my voice coming through the headphones and I'm like, wow, who is that? Who's that nasally voice there? Um, cause you know, I just like, I don't, I don't ever like to listen to my voice. So mm -hmm. I won't be listening to this podcast. I'm just telling you now. But when I made my tape to Walt Disney, Soon after that, I believe, I think it was shortly after that, because it was the end of my singing career for many, many years, I went to New York with my dad and we went in an, a, a booth where you could make a record. You mm -hmm. put money in and you would sing into a microphone and then a record would come out. And we lived really far away. And I probably sang the same song that I had sang for Walt Disney. This was a couple years later, so it was different technology. I went from real to real tape to a, a vinyl mm -hmm. and um i i'd like to take a break commercial break and then come back to the rest <laughs> of the story in a couple hours yeah um 
I uh, held that record on my on my lap all the way back to Oneonta, New York, like a two or three hour drive from Manhattan, and ran in the house and put it on the record player and listened to about the first four notes. And it was, I think, like maybe the first or second time, maybe the first. I probably recorded that thing for Walt Disney and never even checked it. So this might be it. the first time you're really listening to your voice. Right. And I freaked out so bad that I grabbed the record and ran outside and smashed it on the sidewalk oh and didn't sing again until I auditioned for some musical when I was like a young teenager, like 13 or something. So so you heard your voice for the first time. I mean, now with phones and everything, the technology we have now, everyone hears their voice all the time. But yeah, you hadn't heard your own voice. No, no, I hadn't coded. I hadn't heard it before. And I, no, it was it Was, was that laughing or crying? That, I couldn't well, tell. I don't know what it was. Either. Okay, well, <laughs> it was bad acting. Finding um, the change in the couch did not cost you that audition. No. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <gasps> I think it was that Good crying thing this that is did your it. show, buddy. Uh, uh, May I call you, buddy? Uh, I, I wish you would. Did. I wish you would. Uh -huh. um, okay. No, I... I uh, what That's can you say common. after a story that boring? Nothing. <laughs> that was I mean, a good hardly, story. That was, uh, wait a minute, nothing. that was a touching story. I just picture you going out and I picture it being snowy and there's snow banks and I picture you rushing out into the snow and, and hurling it against the asphalt and it shatters and then I see a bread truck going by and Mr. Pancetta leaning out and going, what's the matter, boy? And you say, my voice, my voice, I'll never make it in the business. He says, here, have a warm biscuit. And he hands you one and you bite into it and that, you know things will work out. It's so close to what really happened, except he leaned out and said, it's GIF. <laughs> <laughs> in that accent that you just said. Uh, I, I don't do accents. You, you worked with, um, I want to bring this up because uh, I worked with the man at Sound Out Live for a number of years, Phil Hartman. I know you guys worked together. Did we you do did. improv with Phil? Yes. Back in the did. day? Yeah, he was in the groundings. He was just so fantastic. Uh, I just found a whole bunch of photos of of um, Phil in a box that I'm going through all these, uh, looking for all this stuff to show during the Pee-wee's Big Adventure 35th anniversary right, tour. Right. And so I found a bunch of photos of Because of Phil, Phil worked on the movie with you. Phil co-wrote. Big adventure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people always ask me about Phil, and I always say, well, for my money, he was the best utility player that Sonnet Live has ever had. He could he could play anything. He could be the dad in one sketch, then the juvenile delinquent in the next sketch. And so he was amazing that way. And the other thing that I loved about, or that was remarkable about Phil, is that all the years I worked with him, people said, well, what was he like? He was always in character, <laughs> kind of when I would try to talk to him. I'd come in and I'd go, hi, Phil. And he'd be like, hello, kid. And then he'd say, keep them flying, boys. To me and the other writers, keep them flying. That's the way to go, fellas. And he would always talk like a, he was in a sort of a parody of a World War II movie. And then I'd see him out in the world sometimes. I'd see him walking down the street and be, hey, Phil, you know, hey, Phil how are you? It's aces, kid. <laughs> I thought, so I don't know. I'm, he was, no, he was like that. You that's... probably, I don't know if you broke through and, and saw a different Phil, but that's the Phil I always saw. No, he was just like that with me. We, Me and Phil and John Paragon were the three kind of uh, guys at the Growlings. And we would sit in my car in the parking lot and just spend all hours and hours fantasizing about what it would be like if we were ever working actors and made our living as actors and mm -hmm. stuff. And it was just, when I think back on it now, it was so amazing and corny. Um, you turned me on to this amazing, like, secret magic show once, <gasps> which we don't have to talk about if we I'm can. not supposed to I talk about it. No, no, it's... But you took me to, you said, hey, I've got something you might be interested in, uh, and... 
I thought you were going to sell me drugs, to be honest with you. And I was hoping that that's what would happen. But you didn't. You took me into this really interesting part of Los Angeles to this magical place where they put on kind of a burlesque show. And I took my wife and it was just amazing. And then there was a party afterwards, but it felt like it was this secret world that nobody in LA knows about. And I'm sort of loath to even talk about it because I don't want to ruin the sort of coolness of it. Well, in, in actuality, they're making a documentary that's going to include quite a bit of stuff about that. The, the, the place you're talking about, the actual location of it is called Brookledge. That's the name of this property. And um, the, it, it was at one time the, the uh, destination for magicians before the Magic Castle. And the family, it was the Larson family that, that owned that property and still owns that property. And the two Larson brothers founded the Magic Castle. But their property, one of their property, Brookledge, had a little theater, has a little theater in the backyard that seats, I think it's about a 70-seat theater. It's tiny. And yeah. it's over a creek. There's a real creek that runs through this property in the middle of Los Angeles. And it's, and it's there's, I guess, a, an underground, this is, I don't know, I would, this would be something you might know about. I don't I've know. never heard of it. You no. haven't heard of this? Because it sounds so up your alley. There's I don't a, know who you think I am, but yeah. There's a, apparently like a river that runs underneath Los Angeles, and then it surfaces, or a creek, and it surfaces in this one little neighborhood, and it runs right through this estate. What? And so there's Partly, a little babbling brook. Part of Los Angeles. I can't say. Oh, I think that's too personal. <laughs> I think it was a mistake even, us even saying Los no, Angeles. No, the re- no, the reason is because they're making a documentary about the Magic Castle and this family right. in Brooklyn. And this will be part of it. There's quite a bit of stuff about Brooklyn. In it. Well, it was magical. And I think you must know about all kinds of stuff like that. That's the, that's the absolute best one I know about. I do know about a few other places. Like a couple of times, the, the podcast is called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And you and I have talked recently about getting together and getting a meal. And I don't want to pick the place. I want you to pick the I place. I sent you a great places, like three places. I thought we'd be doing it after this podcast, but, you know, I never heard back from you. That's not true. I it is true. That is not true. Don't make Sh- me go and resend that You sent email. me an email that invited yes. me to... I said, like, what do you do after the podcast that I'll be doing on this date, like, weeks ago? Weeks! I mean... I'll give you one thing. It was over the holidays, so oh, you know, that might you explain were probably it. in. I was in San Tropez. No, I was or... in Stad. <laughs> I was in Stad with uh, some of the biggest celebrities you can imagine. Um, the weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! It's a true story. I was in Stad with the weekend. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? Why is that funny to you? I feel like you just said any name that you think is hip and cool. You just saw uncut gems. Yeah. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in Stad with the weekend, and if you d- if you doubt me, you can ask the weekend. Oh, I'm sorry to use it. Was mo- it for the weekend? Yeah, you or were in Stad for yeah, the weekend. I think you're mistaken. <gasps> I, I, I no, I I don't. I didn't mean that. I uh, I want to do more episodes of this. I I listen. First of all, we'll see. We'll okay, see how this pans right, out. I get it. But um, where you want to be? But I know uh, the weekend but, also. By the way, do you and the weekday? <laughs> listen, all of your references so far have been Betty. Betty Grable is the newest reference. <laughs> the you've weekend. Made. I just said the weekend. You just repeated me, and oh, I said it because I think did. I You're saw right. it on a on a blog. <laughs> Um, anyway, I was in Stad for the with the weekend, so I did not see what you're talking about. And I'm a notoriously bad emailer. I don't. I'm not comfortable in the world of email. I prefer a letter in the mail. 
It's really how I prefer I things. I sent you several letters, too. I, <laughs> I resorted to email they only after, as I was saying to Grace Kelly and Monica <laughs> just recently <laughs> about this very subject. But here's what I want to know. Over the weekend, by the Are way, Are we too. going to, I kept thinking, I want Paul to figure this out because I want to go someplace interesting. If it's up to me, it's going to be the Cheesecake Factory and, I, and, and that's where I wanted to go. Did no, you really? No, I was going to go to the cheese something factory. But um, what are you doing? You just I'm going to write pen. down the name so I don't have to say it out loud and see if you've ever been to this restaurant because it's so you have been. There, I have right? been there. That's where I was going to suggest. Right. We went. Be only if you. He had just never, wrote. He just wrote Hooters. Only if <laughs> on, a, on a piece of paper. I've been there. Only if you had never been here because. But I'd go there again. It's close to here, and this time of year the view is incredible. We're not talking about Hooters, by the way. That was just you're just kidding, a kidder, right? No, no, no. I, I, I of course, I did what was called a joke. I it's made called a joke. Hooters. Hooters. Uh, <laughs> Who give? Uh, I will go there with you to that place. We can't say because if word gets out, let's face it, Paul Rubens and Conan O'Brien are going to a restaurant I wasn't together. sure if you could even go out. Like if you go out places and people just, you know, talk to you all the time. And you know what I do? I go out dressed as lesser celebrities so that I'm not hassled. What? I really do. I go out disguised as a celebrity who I believe is a notch or two uh, below me. And um, and I don't want to say any names because I think that's hurtful. But that way, write one down. <gasps> oh, oh my gosh. God! Oh, I'm in a total agreement over that one. Yeah. See, but then there's then there's this one right here. Ooh. Yeah. Ghosty. No, I want to be. <laughs> no, I want to be bothered somewhat. I don't want to go out in disguise. I want people to kind of recognize me, and um, that's oh, I why. Get you. Yeah, that's why I'll go out as. Someone who was like in a sitcom in the 1980s and hasn't worked much since. So that people go, oh, you know, and I get some attention, but not, it's not the overwhelming, there's Conan O'Brien. Um, well, you can just imagine the mania that would break out if I were seeing I can only book. imagine it. So you've been with me many times and it's, <laughs> it gets out of control. It does not get out of control. <laughs> it gets completely out of control. Some people look at you and they're like, yeah. Is it him? Mm, no. Yeah. No, I feel like people look at me and go like, oh, my God, it's no, it's not. It can't be him. Well, talk, let's talk about that because you made it in this huge way as this other entity. But when you walk around, people, do they, do they know it's you right away? I don't think they do. But, you know, I, you know this, too. Or maybe you don't. Like, you can, I can never tell. And I'm always very into, I'm like, I, as I walk down the street, I'm like, does this person recognize me? Do they recognize me? Are you thinking about does that all any, the time? Oh, every second I'm wondering, are people recognizing me or not? <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> so if they do, there's a little anxiety, I bet, that they will recognize you because then you have to engage in conversation and you might, the bubble will be the broken. But if they don't recognize you, then your feelings are hurt. So you're in a fucked up situation. I was at your party at Christmas speaking mm -hmm. with somebody about this very subject. I'm not making this up and going, by the way, I am always in situations where people start to go, oh, my God, I really love you. And I love that thing you did. And it turns out to be you, the person that I was talking to. It was Martin Short. Really? All the time, people, I'm halfway through and I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're talking about Ed Grimley, not Pee Wee Herman. And they're like, oh. I mean, they never people go like confuse, same difference. But people confuse kind of like, you with Martin Short. Yes. 
That's quite often. That's, mm-hmm. And does anyone ever, do you think anyone ever goes up to Martin Short and thinks that they're Paul Rubens? If they do, Martin Short wasn't kind enough to tell that. <laughs> that would have been nice if he said it's that sure to you. Sure, he could have even made that up. You know what I get if a lot? You're listening, Marty. I know your friends call you Marty. God, you're so much, you're so filled with venom. I am. Uh, a lot of a nerve, hit a nerve. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of people think I'm Greta Gerwig. I get that a lot now. <laughs> what? They do. Come people on. say, oh my God, you're so young and you're beautiful. <laughs> you're, you're so Greta- much taller than Yeah, you're very tall. How did you and, do yeah. little women? How did you direct so little women? And I go, and I'm happy in the first part. And then I suddenly I'm like, no, 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 I'm not Greta Gerwig. And then I talked to Greta Gerwig and she said she does not get mistaken for me. <laughs> I want to meet Greta Gerwig. I really do. I could That's that like happen. a serious, real thing. I'm saying it on your show in case she's out there or any of her friends are going, go, Greta, you know, he could be sending you gifts or gifs or whatever on your birthday. Um, so. This, uh, a lot of celebrities listen to this podcast. Really? And I am, I'm going to say, and I'm not even kidding, there's a 95% chance that Greta Gerwig is listening right now. Well, I'm out to her people already. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, this is faster. All right. You're never going to get through her people. Okay. You know, after Little Women, that's a lot of people. Uh, I loved Little Women, and I loved the other movie that she made before that. Lady Bird. Lady Bird. If I was really testing you. It. I knew the name of it. <laughs> Lady Bird. That's the um, Lyndon Johnson story, right? <laughs> it's the story of Lyndon Johnson, and the musical score was by The Weeknd. <laughs> so oh it all God. comes together. Full circle. Like, yeah. I know a lot of cool modern references. You seem to be very uh, backwards, and backwards, and back in the '40s and the '50s. But a day doesn't go by that I'm not listening to the latest rap by Aquafina, uh, <laughs> or um, you know, you know, uh, wearing the latest threads. Uh, I know what to do. You couldn't even think of another person to name. <laughs> I said Aquafina, and I think that's enough. I don't think I should be required so to know other names than that. Oh, no. Paul, you and I, I think, don't need to know about the modern world because we both live in our own heads. We're happy where we are. We don't need to know who all these rappers are, you know? Why do I need to know what most deaf is doing? Oh, you're asking the wrong person, though, really. I mean, you're, this is... Most deaf, that's another one, right? Yeah. Uh, this is, is more an now? actor now? This is yeah, like I know. The blind Boys of Alabama leading the Blind Boys of Alabama. Yeah. Just to make a you know fairly current reference from some a, a group from the last 40 or 50 I don't think you and I years. should be communicating in this modern medium. The podcast no. is a modern medium uh, listened to by a lot of very young, uh, cool people, and you and I are not qualified to be here. What's the difference between a podcast and a radio show, by the way? Exactly. I think that all the time. Because I'm making a radio show and people keep going, no, 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 you're making a podcast. And I go, I think I know what I'm making. And they go, no, if you think you're making a radio show, then obviously you don't. A podcast. I love that story, don't you? Um, <laughs> I like the beginning and I like the middle. I didn't like the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. The ending was disappointing. I can fix the end. Uh, I'll take that note. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> podcast is, can be listened to at any time. I suppose that's one of the big differences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, podcast comes from iPod. Oh, it's a pun on broadcast, but it was invented or sort of like popularized by the iPod. I didn't know that, and I've been doing one of these for a year and a half, and I didn't know that. I bet a lot of people that are listening right this moment didn't know that. And we would have no way of knowing whether they're lying or not. <laughs> just a, 
Yeah. I assume they're all lying. God, Every you, single one of them. Look at that. You go angry. <laughs> they're all liars. <laughs> you go angry and bitter. Every time, right ever away. since you smashed that Every phonograph record in the snow, Mother Baker, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're a delightful fellow. Thank you really you. are, and I, I know you're. Does that mean we're out of time? No, we, you're wrapping just, it up right now. I can do whatever I want. Oh, I am. The oh. great thing about a podcast, I'm just curious. Is no I'm one's breathing down my neck. Conserve my energy. Are we going to go out really? to this place uh, this, that you wrote down? <sighs> You mean right now? I, I can't mean, go now for N-A, reasons. Not I can't go now. N-A, working. Hello. Oh. Ring, 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 pick up. Hello. Who, you mean that line of celebrities out there was all waiting to do their next, the next <laughs> podcast? How you mean the you Backstreet Boys? <laughs> Griffin Dunn? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Uh, right no. Are you challenging me to boys, come up with like boys to men names? Boys to men waiting out there in the hallway. Men at work. Yeah, men at work out there. Thompson twins. There you go. Uh, if it's an '80s name, I know it. Uh, we weren't doing '80s trivia, were we? No, but Sorry. Sade is out there waiting to talk to me. Sade. <laughs> She told me it was Sade. Yeah, well, she pronounces it gif also, so. Um, did you really have this this evening booked? Did you think you were you and I were going to have to go to dinner tonight? Because I want to go to dinner with I you. I hoped. When are we going to get to go? Let's just say I used the word hope in my mind. But, when are we going to go? But and as I got in the car to come over here, I realized, yeah, I haven't heard from him still. What is it now, seven weeks? <laughs> I take it easy. I was um, in Stad with the weekend. What I want to do is make sure that we do this meal. For three months you were there? <laughs> I'm, oh, okay. Go ahead. To your show. The weekend is a very slow skier. <clears throat> <clears throat> Listen, you and I. Downhill skier. Huh? Isn't that the name of a movie? Oh my God! You, you Downhill know. Racer, are Downhill you, Something. What? Are you okay? What's happened? Yeah, I don't know. Dunhill cigarettes. Um, I'll take things that begin with done for a hundred. <laughs> well, I think we're done. How about that? Ooh. Ding 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 ding. Segway. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. We are out of time. Uh, I do have to go and speak to all the guests that are waiting to speak with me. The, I have a lot of the lawyer for to do Raul Julia. Right now. Oh, you do. Oh, absolutely. You just made it very clear that you had uh, dinner Nothing blocked out for do. me. Yeah. No. I take it all back. Do you have someone you can have dinner can with? Can we do a second take of this whole show? Uh, I think we just did. Uh, this is fantastic. I think you should be very happy with it. I'm thrilled. I'm so thrilled. I'm trying my best not to go dark and bitter right this second, but no, I like it. And my people will be contacting you immediately as soon as I get in the car. You have no people, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Listen, you seem really busy. I'm going to let you let me run. And um, <laughs> that, was, that was defensive. I will, uh, you and I are going to have this, this dinner. We're going to have this dinner. And it's going to be a really Early good time. Early 2021, I'm thinking. Right? About? We're going to do it this month. Oh. We're doing it this month. <gasps> I wish I could. I mean, I wish I was available. <laughs> you're, not, you're booked the whole month? Well, I'm going out on tour. I don't think I've mentioned that more than two or three times, have I? How can I? How can people uh, see this show? We got to get the word out. It's sold out, so I have no ah, reason to plug. I love it, it when people plug stuff that's sold out. Yeah, ah, me too. fuck what a you. Good feeling. Ah, <laughs> hey. You want to come? <laughs> good luck. Good luck. You missed the boat there, Skittles. Um, <laughs> what's your problem? That's, I'm so sorry. It's a candy. Okay. Uh, Paul, thank you so much. When we do go to dinner, 
I will pay for two thirds <gasps> of it. Thank you. And you can't thank me enough, I feel. You can't do enough for me, I feel. You have dead eyes. I'll just <laughs> say that at the end. You're just looking right through me. Scared. Frightened. Now you're just making sounds. This is the end of the podcast. It's Paul Rubens. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Okay. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it it down I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loudspeaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do, and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not, that's more people than are on earth because there are people on the moon using it and Saturn. (laughs) That's one over 1 billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business with LinkedIn ads. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Hmm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Now, Conan, you've been podcasting for about a year and a half now. Is it a year and a half now? Yeah. Do you feel well-seated in this industry? Do you feel like a podcaster? Uh, I wouldn't say 
the first thing that would come to mind would be Conan O'Brien podcaster. No, right? I mean, obviously you have other things you do, but I'm just saying, do you feel comfortable doing it? How's it going? I do. I just, I, I, I uh, to be honest, no joking around, I feel, uh, I really enjoy talking to everyone I've spoken to and it's felt very easy and freeing. Yeah. I will say that. I've noticed though that you've used some terminology that don't exactly gel with podcasting. For instance, these are quotes. When you're shooting a podcast, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tune into this show on air if mm. you've just joined us and how many viewers do we have? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought. We <laughs> well, uh, listen, let's try and remember that I came up in old school yes, show business. Yes, of course. Business. It's understandable. And so, uh, and I, I'm new to this medium and I tend to think of doing a show which I've been doing for whatever, 26, 27 years. And so, yes, sometimes I misspeak and uh, only a cruel man would uh, document those mistakes. I would never do that to someone else. No, never. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not someone who sees flaws. I only see <laughs> assets. Oh, now, Sona, you've been podcasting for a year and a half now as well. I this. have. Yeah, and I thought what I'd do is have you guys do a little quiz on podcast facts and terminology and see who among the two of you is the more uh, just sort of knowledgeable podcast. Okay. All right, I'm ready to go, and I'm uh, I'm confident I will win. Okay, this I'm is pretty exciting. confident I will win. Okay. I will win. He doesn't know anything about technology, so I that's win. I already kind of win anyway. Very smart guy. I will oh, win. Okay, well, yeah, it's very very smart about <laughs> books. This was an American history quiz. He'd kill it, but anything that has Boo, to do yeah. with the 21st century, you, you you're not good at it. Wow. <laughs> That's terrible. So do you, do you think anything 2000 on, I don't know anything about? Yes. Okay. I'm going to win this. Yeah. Okay. These are statistics about podcasting by Nielsen and Edison. And so whichever one of you gets closest to this, there's seven questions. Each one has a numerical answer. You're not expected to know, but let's see how Do we win anything get. if we win? Um, just bragging rights, I think. Oh, I want those. And those will go big here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I feel like I have those anyway, but anyway, Oh go ahead. my yeah. God, wow. come on. Okay, Doesn't, well, how about then you win this little half-filled Purell hand sanitizer, which is a hot commodity right now. These are not on the shelves. Okay, let's okay. do it. All right, ready? First question. As of 2020, how many active podcasts are there? Now, these are not episodes. These are actual just individual shows. Shows. I, I, anybody who has a microphone can have a podcast. I'm going to say a million. Just make it a round million. I'm going to say 850,000. You know. Fuck. What? You got it on the note. That yeah, makes me so angry. Me of course too. I did. Me too. Of course I did. That Jesus. makes me yeah. so mad. Of course I did. It's it's approximately 850,000. <sighs> well, if yeah. you look it up, it's- It's exactly. Close, <laughs> yeah, it's 850,000. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Coney, you go first on this. Sure. How, how many episodes of podcasts are there? Right. Well, now it gets to be a much different number, but I would say that's uh, 6.4 million episodes. 6.4 million. Sona. 8 million. The answer is 30 million, Sona. We are all yes. tied. We, we, are all that, tied we were way off. Yeah, okay. I was going by how many of them are actually listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's still being generous. Yeah. He I mean, I mean ones that you could listen to like, from beginning to end. Okay. 30 well, million? You still didn't get it. Okay. Welcome to Buttons. <laughs> we talk about buttons on shirts. We did ceramic buttons yesterday. Today we're doing plastic buttons. <laughs> Our guest today works with shirts. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Number three, uh, Sony, you'll go first. How much of the U.S. population has listened to a podcast? I think that's much less and than we percentage. would. percentage. Okay, I'm going to say it's much less than we would guess. 
I want to say it's about 12%. You have to exclude all people over a certain age. Just going off of my parents. Yeah, mine too. Who keep telling me, we want to see your podcast, but we don't know what channel it's on. <laughs> uh, and this is with my brother and sister's help. They, they help. My brothers and sisters try and help them. And they're still waiting for it. So that's a huge swath of the country. A country that's 327 million people in this country. You say the population doesn't help you. That's not doing anything. It's 11%. 11%. Interesting you didn't do the prices right and just one-up her with... No, that's cheesy. I'm not going to do that. You should have because Sona was closer. It's 51%. Whoa! But wait a minute. Does that mean they've really heard it or it's been on in the background while they Dave, were shuffling? It just says they've listened to it. That's a lie. That's not true. These I'm are incorrect. Very surprised. Yeah, that's not true. I am true. really, really that surprised. That is an incorrect. No. That is an incorrect number. No, you're only saying you that because you got it wrong. From the Nielsen and the Edison companies. Oh yeah. Oh Edison. Oh, always good to go to the people at Edison. I know. I Nielsen. made a light bulb. <laughs> and Nielsen, the two most irrelevant companies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Doesn't like the results. Look when he's how not hostile winning. he gets. Uh, I'm yeah. not getting hostile. I just think, let's be honest. I you researched know? these. Who told you this? These are the generally accepted statistics. You didn't have a problem when you did 850,000 podcasts. You didn't have a problem. Because I that's the correct number. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but that was okay then. two to one. Sona has We went to Nielsen. Okay. And we also asked Mr. Edison what he thought. We're awaiting his returns on a wax cylinder. Here they come. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. And everywhere where Mary went, no Irish would hope to go. Hated the Irish. Okay, number five. Uh, and this is back to Conan, right? Yeah, uh, I guess. I don't know. Also, you guessing 11% no, when I guessed 12% is a dick move. You should know that. Wait, do we get out of order for who goes first? Uh, right, just, you're a good I'll host. Go, right, I'll go first. So you have, you have I you don't done this before, Gorley? No, I have not given anyone a podcast quiz before. Wow. Yeah. But, you, but you're a big guy in the podcast community, right? Not in the podcast quiz community. Okay. All, All right. right. I didn't realize that was a subset. We're here at Buttons. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Look, you can't. Tomorrow, You're a podcaster buttons. now. All, All right. Number five. I'll never be a podcaster. I don't have what it is. Oh, takes. sorry. Number four. No, Conan does go first. Oh, my God. Let it go. (laughs) No one cares, How many describe themselves, how many uh, Americans in the U.S. population describe themselves as, quote, avid podcast fans? Percentage. Uh, That would be, at this point, I'm going to say 19. uh, No, I'm going to say 20%. 20%. I'm going to go higher, and I'm going to say 27%. We are tied. The percentage is 6 I knew that, but I just wanted to go a little higher. You got it right, and you're still like yeah. you're still yeah. making your comment. Well, I'm waiting to hear what Mr. Edison has to say. Okay, because oh I want to be on the cutting edge. This is sad. Sona, what percentage of podcasters are are male, female? So, what percentage are male? What percentage are female? I think it's very male. So I'm going to say I'm going to say seventy thirty. Seventy thirty, Conan. I'm. Not comfortable with those gender classifications. I want something a little that's more inclusive. Okay. So you're going to abstain from this question? I think it's uh, male, female. What is this? Is this uh, I got it right. 1955? I mean, if you don't answer, I'm going to have to be forced to give it to someone. Okay, if you're forcing me to yeah. ignore huge swaths of the population, I'm going to say 60-40, uh, more male. 
The answer is 52% male, 48% female. Oh, come on. Oh, come Sorry. on. You're right. Sorry. Oh, man. Well, we're not over yet. <clears throat> okay. Okay, back to you. Uh, no, this is... This is Conan. Uh, who's this now? Who shut goes up, first? Shut up. I would love it if shut you took... Shut your a- Irish mouth. <laughs> I would love it if you took over a famous game show. Wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Whose turn? Wait, it's like Wheel of Fortune. No, it's it's okay. Uh, that's why this is Pat Sajak's out for the week, but uh, Matt Gorley's in. Uh, wait, is it Sarah or? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, wait, no, no, no. Don't you go? Don't you go? You go. Wait, hold it. I wrote it on my hand. Oop, it's smudged. Oh my god, it's well, like doing a quiz with a toddler. It is. Yeah. By toddler, you mean someone who's filled with innocence. Oh my god. <laughs> someone who has not been corrupted by the world around him, then yes, I'm a toddler. Oh, God. Simple love of mama drives me. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Yeah. What percentage of listeners increase the speed of playback? Ooh. He doesn't even know what that means. I yeah. do, because okay. you have an option. Sometimes I accidentally hit my, uh, I don't listen to this podcast much, but anytime I have... I try to slow it down a little bit to make my voice sound more masculine. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not possible to slow it down. I wish it was. You can only make it go faster. So what's the question again? I was what percentage of U.S. listeners increase the speed of playback? Oh, God, this is, yeah, this really shows a lot about how much we know about podcasts. Hey, just have some fun, okay? You don't need to You, you just have shoot to the guess messenger. a number. I didn't come up with this quiz. Wait, just have some fun? Yeah. Mm. Percentage increase playback speeds. Impossible. Oh, oh yeah, Impossible. and then and then because I don't enjoy this game. Next percentage. Oh my. Which God. percentage of Italian women? You are a galactic asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard to do. Yeah, it's a. That's, I mean, that spans. Uh, what percentage increase? You can win it right here if you get this. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 9%. Okay, Sonny, you can do this. Stay in the game. Come on. I'm, I'm going to go a little h- higher. Uh, I oh, think he's people- nodding and stuff. He's like giving I look, you. No, he's I looked not. down on my paper. No, he's not. Look at your paper. I'm why? going, to, I'm, I'm, I'm going higher answers. because I think people can be very um, impatient. Does that include, does that include uh, if speeding through advertisements? It doesn't say. Oh, and and you've it. already answered. All if right. it includes speeding through advertisements, it's much higher. Okay, so he said 9%. He's already building in a I'm gonna loophole. S- like- I'm going to say, I'm going to just go slightly higher than him, and I'm going to say 11%. It's 19%, and you are still in this, Sona. This is the final question, and this is for all the marbles. All right? <sighs> this feels so mm-hmm. all right. There's hey, never this. been... You're actually acting a little excited about the game. That's good. <sighs> yeah. All right. The room feels taut. The tension is palpable. The contestants are poised to take home all of the spoils of victory for this podcast quiz. Number seven, how much time do self-described weekly podcast listeners listen per week? I got it. I I go first. first. I know. I just want you to know that I know exactly what it is. Go ahead. I'm going to say 20. (laughs) (laughs) 20 hours? Yep. Is that too many? Yeah, it's too many. Shit. Uh, Yeah, it's okay. That's uh, too many. Yeah, it's going to be more in the. Uh, it's going to be more in the four range. It's Conan's the winner. Six hours and thirty. Yeah, did I say twenty? You said twenty. That's you said too many. twenty. Well, because some of the podcasts people listen to are hours and hours long. Yeah, but those are. I mean, come on. That's There's true. Something I mean, wrong I with see those your people. logic. I I was right. just I was saying you know people Look, are commuting a lot. They're commuting a you lot. Know what? 
Sona, learn to be home. like me, a good loser. Oh. <laughs> Had I lost, I would have been very gracious. Uh-huh. We'll never know. I cannot believe be- I lost this I'm quiz. I'm sorry, too. I don't, but also, I don't. can I say, I'm this wasn't- so angry. These percentages, and I mean, is that really telling us how much we know about podcasts? It's all the information that's out there. It's all I could find when I looked for about two minutes. My blood Here is, is boiling. Here is your reward. It is a uh, half-filled bottle of Purell hand sanitizer. Mm. I drink this stuff. Yeah. Um, listen. I My blood is actually boiling right now. No. I am filled with the an incredible amount of rage. I hate be. that I lost this. You, I you don't like to I lose. You're not a good loser. I'm not. Which is surprising because you think you'd be inured to it by now. Uh, I am really I am really upset. Are you really? Yes. This isn't a big deal. And yet oh, I won. Oh, you know, shut up. You're saying <laughs> it's not a big deal because you won. If did you I, didn't win, did I win? I forget who won. If no, you, didn't you didn't win, you you'd lost. be an absolute dick right now. Yeah. Please. That, uh, let's not use that word. I find that to be offensive and a little gender specific. Um, <laughs> oh very sensitive. I'm, various, I'm so mad. Various genders. I'm so mad. Uh, anyway. This is the worst thing that's ever happened Well, we to might me. have to do more quizzes just so you can win. Okay. Yeah. So we learned a lot. We did. We learned a lot about some of our character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I won graciously. Oh, my God. Very hard to win graciously. Let's get out of here. I need to <laughs> not be in here anymore. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix.